Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Good morning, everybody. I'm the Ranger Reddit Camp Stu, along with George Kurtz. Weekend fantasy update time here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah, Kurtz is working overtime. Four, nine to five. I don't know what you're doing. Eight till, eight till three. Right, George? Doesn't have the same ring to it, though, does it? <laughs> no, nine to five, eight to two. two eight to ring. two. Yeah, how are you doing, buddy? I know you're uh, working a double uh, today. Uh, interesting show we got, too, today. We got, uh, I'll keep you guys updated with the golf. Uh, they're still playing the third round there in California after getting slaughtered with rain there. So, uh, basically, these guys are on the course trying to get the third round in and fourth round, hopefully get some live betting odds and some groups when they come out for the fourth round. George and I will break down the NHL. We got some picks there. Great stuff early in the day yesterday, and uh, kind of like it was deja vu Groundhog Day all over again, Georgia. A lot of, other than your Islanders, a lot of good teams uh, lost the game and Gabe warned me of my uh, public uh, parlay for pukes and uh, yeah I was puking after the Leafs lost to Arizona not cool yeah that game smelled you know it, we it that. That, that, that game smelled to me I didn't trust the, I don't know why I, I had no reason for not liking the Leafs last that's, night none that's, that's and, good though that's good when you can smell it out George that's the problem is when you when you can't uh, smell the odors of a, of a weird uh, low line or or crazy things that are going to happen on the horizon right that's the key you want to get those vibes your spidey senses get tingling and you got to stay away from those games or go on the other side yeah, I'll tell you one thing. The last uh, this uh, yesterday was better than last Saturday. I didn't win money yesterday, but I didn't lose it either. I ended up going two and two. So whatever, I lost a couple of money, a couple of dollars on Vigs and stuff like that. But I'll survive that. But uh, <laughs> last Saturday just wasn't good at all here. And uh, let me tell you, you know what? I got a free weekend here. Well, sort of a free weekend. My kids, I told you yesterday, my kids are at my grandma's. That's uh, great. Well, their grandma's, my mom's. Uh, so I, my wife and I are free. And uh, you know, she didn't even wake up till after our show yesterday. Okay, let's let you know about that's uh, my amazing. wife. Like, that's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, well, she worked a gazillion hours and she got no sleep this week. She she had every right to do that. But then, you know, oh, we got a free night. No kids, we can do whatever we want. She drags me out shopping, shopping, like and like every every cliche you can think of. I'm just sitting there like, oh, this is fun. Bath and Body Works. Oh, Are yeah, oh, oh, this oh, is cl- great. Clothes, clothes shopping and 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 knickknack shopping. I'll tell you something about knickknack oh. shopping and clothes shopping. You won't catch me dead, and you won't catch me dead there. But I will say this, George. I do have a lot of, uh, you know, I'm kind of a different cat. I do love grocery shopping, though. That's one thing. Like I got did, basically did that after, too. After we did the show yesterday, I like hit every single grocery store in town with my flyers. I'm basically like, you know, 44 going on 90. I got my things circled in the flyers, going through the aisles, and God, I love to just, you know, get good deals at the grocery store. You wouldn't catch me if I was in de- uh, bath. What's it called? Bed, bath, and beyond. You might as well like shoot me. I, you won't catch me dead in one of those stores. No thanks. 
That's a way to oh, I wish somebody would have shot me. <laughs> I know. I, I wish. So. I truly I wish somebody would have shot more me, than man. Anything. Like, I, <laughs> they're horrible. Anyway, so we went. We went to BJ's. We went. Good. Then we went to Cole. Told you we were going to Cole. She had to get yeah, her yeah, jewelry. Yeah. How, how so, did uh, uh, how the jewelry work out? Uh, are you in the good books or what? Jewelry worked out well. Good, good, she worked good. out well. She's very happy. She got a little uh, neck uh, necklace and earring set that looks looks good. Rose gold. She's a big for rose gold. Person. Oh, rose gold. So, uh, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, you're really. So that worked up, out well for me. Hit more winners. <laughs> yeah, at this rate, I better. Today better be a good day, Cam. You got it. Good day. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's an interesting day today. Like, uh, you know, kind of a small card in the NHL. What are we dealing with? Five five games. I'll go over the NCAA lines, too, as we get closer to March Madness. I know you guys got a holiday. There's holidays all around today. There's a UFC card later on tonight, too. Maybe we'll uh, give a couple opinions there. I know Gamblu was on with me and uh, Red Heat Rage. He had a couple picks, and we'll take a look at the lines again. Kane Velasquez back uh, laying uh, 70, fight, uh, 70 cents in his fight. Should be interesting because I know the holiday tomorrow, so there's a lot of uh, late action. We got Daytona. 500. Maybe the Prince will chime in. I know he's a vroom vroom. He's a car guy there. He can give us a couple picks there with the Daytona and a whole lot more. I'll put together together a hockey lineup for you, George. And interesting last night, too. I was just uh, watching all the games. I was flipping around NBA All-Star Weekend and uh, watching the late hockey games. And Don Cherry went off last night about uh, Carolina. I called them a bunch of jerks for their celebration and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I got I got kind of a different take. And I know hockey's a, a different sport than the other guys with like you know they tend not to be as flamboyant dry answers but you know what i mean if you want to line up guys and you know pretend uh, bull 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 with your uh, players with your helmet and stuff like i got i got no problem with with that they have problems getting people uh, enough putting asses in seats in places like carolina we talked about florida it's a train wreck there me and you uh, at a rec game george you're getting more people at your refereed games uh down at the local rink so you know what i mean i have no problem with it to call to call a bunch of guys jerks for having after game celebrations it's a little bit much i know there's Celebrations are, are excessive, but come on. I, I don't think it's uh, worth calling people jerks for. It's a little bit harsh. For those who don't know, uh, whenever yeah, the Hurricanes yeah, thank, win thank a game you, George, at home, thank you. Yeah, they do the stupid thing. Yeah, the, yeah. A, after the game, they have some some kind of celebration. Cam mentioned one of them, a bowling thing. You know, a player acts like he's bowling, and the other players fall down like pins. The other night, they won a game, and uh, they act like it was a base, uh, baseball game, and the guy took a swing. You know, flip this bat, did the game-winning home run thing. Why this bothers anybody is beyond me. First of all, any good publicity for the NHL is golden. It's just golden. It's the NHL. They need to be in the news for this. So why not? You know, I, it's not showing up to the other team. The other team's not on the ice. They've, they've already gone. They've already gone to the locker room. They've lost. They, they don't care. I, I don't know why Don Cherry would care about this. I truly don't. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I understand it's, it's if you're old school, okay, it's, it's a little against old school. But once again, it's not hurting anybody. It's for the fans. It's really not that much different than, you know, when the Rangers win, they uh, you know, they go to center ice, put their sticks in the air, and a bunch of other teams do that too. I think the Islanders do that too. Uh, who? Great. I got. And Cam, if you're going to a game, are you been sticking around for this? I don't care. If I'm at the game, I'm not sticking around to watch the Hurricanes. If I'm a Kane fan of what they're going to do, I, it doesn't bother me one way or the other. I'm leaving the game, leaving the arena. I'm, I'm going home. So I don't know why this would bother Cherry so much. I think it's. Uh, I think it is an old school mentality how we get upset about all these sports. You know, in football, we don't like celebrations. In baseball, we don't like the bat flips. Uh, the new generation of players here. But I don't even think it's, it's as bad as that because they're not showing anybody up. There's nobody from the other team that's still on the ice when they do this. So I don't understand. This is all for the fans. It's for nobody else but the fans. So I don't understand why anyone would truly care. Yeah, it's one of those things like – 
I guess you know what, you know what the problem is too, George, and that's why I love you. And I, I you know, I, I'm I'm actually going to be real about it. It's it's some of these old school Canadian guys like think, oh, well, hockey, our game, our game. Right? It's not. It's not. So first of all, they they got to relax. And this guy says a lot of dumb stuff recently. You know what I mean? And uh, I I think it's absolutely insane. Like I'm watching all the time, and I'm trying to figure out what the what the hell is going on there. Like they're always ragging and ragging and ragging on everybody for anything. Sports is supposed to be fun, right? And that's another thing. It's you know what I mean? These guys are making millions of dollars. They're out there having a good time. And yeah, it's just it, to me, it's I'm with you. Any type of publicity that fact that you're showing it like i saw espn uh, on my app there you know they're showing the carolina bowling ball stuff like honest to god people don't even know that carolina have a hockey team most people so you know what i mean for actually getting out there and figuring it out i, th- I think it's good in these old school uh you know, more more so Canadian hockey guys who think, oh, it's so special and, you know, we have to do things by this code. I think it's a bunch of BS. It's crap. I, I, I agree. You got you to change with the times. You have, I mean, uh, I guess I'd be considered old school, right? I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm 50 are. years old. You're so I old certainly, school. Right? And I, I, I don't like things that show up other players. I don't want you to show I up agree, other players. I agree with but that. With the case, I agree with that. Right, and, and football doing the dance in front of somebody or uh, you know, when, uh, for the Cowboys, when you dance on the star for the Cowboys, that's showing a team up. I don't like that. In baseball, the bad flip in some ways bothers me. In some ways, it doesn't, you know, because I think it is kind of cool in some ways. I don't like when a pitcher strikes somebody out and goes, right in his face. I don't enjoy that. You don't show it up another player because you don't want them showing you up. But this, once again, is not showing anybody up. Now, granted, I wouldn't stay to watch. But, you know, I'm an NHL Live guy. I watch NHL Live, and they show it the next day each time. I, I find it, you know, curious to look at, see what they come up with. And you hear the players all the time saying, man, it's tough to come up with new celebrations at night after night after night, which is another way of saying, hey, we're winning a lot of games here. Good for you. But like I said the bottom line for me, is, for me is it's for the fans. You're not showing anybody else up. I like Don Cherry. I do like Don Cherry. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree well, with everything he says, but I generally like him. Yeah. Well, I just don't. I, I, I wouldn't. Wear, I wouldn't wear one of his suits, but I like him. Yeah. I just don't understand why he cares so much about this, or why why this is a hot topic. Was he bored that night? Needed something to talk about? I just don't get it. Yeah, no, no, that, that's the thing. And a lot of the time now, I guess it's just more like t- t- taking those type of angles, taking, you know, just basically just ripping ripping a player for having, but like he's always had an issue even with like type of celebration and stuff. But yeah, I'm with you. The other team's not on the ice. Yeah, they're not going too far. It, it's just stupid. Anyway, uh, George, we can go over some lines here today too. We'll go with it through the, throughout the day. We'll take a look at the, the best bets. I'll tell you, George, it's kind of funny. I'm on fire in college basketball, yet those hockey late games are killing me. Uh, last night, we were right about Kentucky. Uh, number one Tennessee going down to Kentucky. There, that was a, that was a pick that we hit in Florida and a couple other things. But we'll go through the NHL board right now. These games, twelve thirty-five. We got one opener. We got uh, Pittsburgh and the Rangers. I told you the Rangers, the last game in Buffalo, looked really good, really sharp. They were skating hard. Uh, Georgiev played really, really good. He's getting to start again uh, versus uh, Casey DeSmith, probable for the Penguins. Right now, that line opened up at two fifteen. We're seeing two thirties out there, six and a half over. And good call by you too, again, George. Uh, um, we hit the Flames in the over. They made it interesting at the end, but 5-4 finals. Lots of overs yesterday. What about my Detroit game? I was so, they come back, George, they're down 5-1, to one, they go 5-5, five, five, and then they lose in overtime. I had them plus one and a half in uh, a couple parlays, but man, they almost came back and won that game too. That would have been sweet. That was a wild, I was watching, that was a wild game. My God. Uh, listen, uh, I, I didn't bet Calgary, by the way. I did take the over. I took the over on both those games. Those, yeah. those are two games I won yesterday before things went downhill at night again. But uh, that was that was a, a really wild game there. Uh, good Philadelphia, they got the win there. Detroit somewhat uh, competitive there. So that was good. I'll take that. Uh, the Calgary, I just... 
Uh, Pittsburgh's a strange team, man. You realize right now Pittsburgh, the Penguins, are not in a playoff spot. They are one point behind those Canes that we just kept, uh, the, I guess, defending in the celebration. They're one point behind the Canes out of a playoff spot. Yeah, that's kind of the reason. Like, and I looked at this game, and the first thing I did, and I hope, uh, God, I hope I don't do this again. It happened with New Jersey against Minnesota where I changed my pick. I initially thought I'm going to take the Rangers. You know, I'm getting them at, uh, you know, plus 180. Uh, that's it, It's a real nice dog there. But I got to believe Pittsburgh at home, the pedigree, they understand now. Now now is not the time to screw around. They've been screwing around a lot. They've been getting bad goaltender. You talked about the defensive problems that they have with the injuries, George. But I'll tell you, this is a game you got to take care of business. And I did watch that Rangers-Sabres game. The Sabres were horrible early, but they dominated the third period. And the Rangers goalie, he really stood on his head getting the start again today. And that's what happens sometimes. But i got to believe we're going to take Pittsburgh in some parlays here at uh, minus 230. I believe they could probably put up uh, you know, four or five goals themselves. Wouldn't be surprised if they won a 5-2, to two, 5-3 to three type of hockey game. Pens in the over. What are you thinking? First of all, I'm surprised Gorgie was starting again. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but he's, he's starting with the King twice. He is. He's, he's listening. He's he's showing them something that they have a, a really good backup goaltender. Not that Lundqvist is going anywhere. I'm not saying that, boys and girls. He's staying. But uh, good for the Rangers. They they found a really nice, hot uh, young goaltender here. But still, I'm surprised he's starting back to back. Then again, Lundqvist's history against the uh, Penguins not so good. I kind of agree with you. I don't trust Casey to Smith either, mind you. But I think Pittsburgh. I think it's sort of a wake up call here. They sort of got slapped in the face. You're not in the playoff spot. And that's amazing to me with Crosby, Malkin, Castle, Latang, that you're not in a playoff spot. That's that's just nuts. You know, absolutely nuts. You can complain about your goaltending all you want. It's not like McElhenney, Mrazek, and Scott Darling are world beaters for the Hurricanes. All right? Uh, this just can't happen here. So, uh, wow. Surprise there about... Uh, about what's going on in, uh, in Pittsburgh as far as the goaltending is concerned. But I think uh, it's a wake-up call. It's at home with Pittsburgh as well. My only worry is, once again, back-to-back. You know, back-to-back. It's an early start, too, 12.30 start Eastern time for this game here. It's on NB- uh, NBC. Um, that scares me a little bit, but I have to think Pittsburgh responds here. I'm going Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, I, I think I got to. I, I obviously don't want to lay that type of juice. It's going to be definitely. I'm taking it and doing some parlays uh, with some uh, later game. George, I'm going to tie it into some other stuff. I do like two games a lot uh, today. This one's tough, uh, and I, I'll give ourselves the old Barry Horowitz pat on the back. Sometimes we've called this Blues uh, run for uh, a few weeks now. They've been playing great hockey. Bennington's been hot, but it was actually crazy, George. You jumped off the bandwagon with Allen, and then Allen. Now it's kind of one of those things in life. Bastard. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I know, and that's the thing in life, in all sports. We forget about this angle. When one guy's playing great, when one guy's playing amazing, it inspires the other guy. That's the thing. Like, Allen's sitting there going, man, I used to be the cat's ass. You know, I was the goaltender of this team. And, you know, these, these were these were my guys. And he sees Bennington, this kid come out of nowhere playing playing his ass off. And now that inspired him. And he played a great game. But now back to Bennington. This game's a pick em in Minnesota. The Wild coming off that heartbreaking, heartbreaking loss to the De- uh, Devils there where they pissed away that 4-1 to lead. I got to lean Blues again. It's kind of like the casino, Georgia. Hey, you know what I mean? I'm on a hot, I'm on a heater at the blackjack table, and they keep on uh, feeding me good cards i'm not leaving till it's over agreed blues have won nine straight games nine straight games yeah you mentioned they're playing a minnesota team that 
in some ways looks like they're packing it up, even though they're in a playoff spot. They're not playing well. They haven't responded since uh, Miko Koivu went down for the season with an ACL injury. And then we uh, we talked yesterday how the uh, general, uh, the owner and the general manager seem to want to you know play for the future. The coach wants to play for now, so they're not all on the same page here. It's a mess. You'll get Jordan Binnington back in net uh, today. He's uh, what 11-1-1 this season, 1.69 goals against average, 9.31 save percentage. And I'll say it again. Blues are hot. And DFS right now, I mentioned three players yesterday that I think you have to have at least one of these three players in your lineup. I mentioned them all yesterday. Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, or Kucherov. They each had a goal and assist yesterday. Tarasenko's playing again today. He's going to be in my lineup. I just don't feel like I have a choice here, no matter what the price is. Just too hot. As long as the, uh, the team is 9-0, and he's been spectacular during those nine games. He's finally returning his draft day value after an extremely slow start to the season. Yeah, excellent point. Uh, yeah, we'll go through some uh, hot DFS plays that we like. I'll even try to give you some college basketball DFS plays for some later on. We'll look at some of those games, the board there. I'll give you a golf update, too, still on the course. This is the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart, my boy George Kurtz. He knows it all, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to break it down. More picks, bets, DFS, and a whole lot more. Stick around. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Nice, Prince. I like that. Nice and smooth. It feels like the soundtrack to like some like old cop movie there. I like it. We're going to give you picks. Welcome back, everybody. Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart along with George Kurtz here. We're going to break down uh, the NHL board right now. Some bets early game going off at 1235. College basketball uh, later on today. Most games kick off at 1 o'clock, so we're just getting ready, putting lineups together and all sorts of stuff, getting you ready for the games today. It should be an interesting day. George and I were just talking about the 305 start, St. Louis and the Minnesota Wild. We're going through the board right now, and uh, it's interesting, George. A lot of people betting the Blues in that game, too. Uh, line opening up at a buck thirty down to a buck 10 pick them people aren't stupid who, uh, who are betting they understand uh, the, the blues are red hot and they don't want to get off that train either what do you think about the total at five and a half in this game um I, I you know when i see a five and a half i tend to want to go over i think the blues might be able to score goals on minnesota their their defense has been absolutely horrid you saw what new jersey did to them in the third period i'm thinking the same thing i understand why it's five and a half because bennington's played so well he's only giving exactly. up a goal Right, exactly. that's what it really is here. Plus, uh, St. Louis playing on back-to-back days, so maybe they're a little tired here. I like the over as well. I, I do. I think this is a game where, really, would it surprise you? Anybody was 4-2? You know, somewhere around there. Even if it's higher scoring than that, I don't mind. I'm the same way as you. Whenever I see 5.5, I tend to want to go over. When I see 6.5, I want to go under. want to go under. You know, depending on what exactly. the teams are here. All right, so uh, I agree. I'm, I like the Blues. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to like the Blues till they lose. Yeah, I did say, I'm, like I said, you mentioned the blackjack when you're hot. Same thing. Um, I'm, blues are too hot. I'm going to ride them until they, until they say, hey, we're, we're done. Well, our, our run's over here. I've won, I've won some cash on them, so I, I can afford one loss. Uh, until they lose, I'm with the Blues. 
Yeah, interesting uh, game now. We got uh, a lot of these games, a lot of 6.05 starts uh, tonight. I know the uh, NBA uh, All-Star games a little bit later on, so these games are just going to be starting. They'll wrap up right uh, around the time that uh, the NBA All-Star game starts. Another rematch, a back-to-back between Philadelphia and Detroit. Uh, crazy game, as we mentioned yesterday, 6-5. to five. Uh, The Flyers were up 5-1 to one at home. Detroit came back. They pulled Howard. They put in Bernier. They tied it up with seven seconds left at 5. Won the game. Uh, Flyers ended up winning the game on a nice wraparound goal. Konecki, uh, 6-5 uh, overtime winner there. But now they're back. Flyers are playing 15 cents in Detroit. Um, I got to be honest with you. I am, I almost want to take a shot with Detroit here. It hasn't made the card yet. But uh, Flyers, 15 cents and the over-under six flat, not a six and a half, George. Well, I'm thinking the same as you. I'm sort of leaning uh, one way. But I first of all, I want to know who the goaltenders are. Right, who's yeah, starting? Right now they haven't these they games. haven't posted they haven't posted them yet. So, uh, yeah, the Rangers game's got the probables. So, yeah, if, if who you, you would you prefer Howard or would you prefer uh, Bernie? You prefer Howard might to, to bounce back. Uh, and the Flyers be, might start. Who are they going to start? Cam Talbot? Is he there yet? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I don't think like, Talbot's quite there yet, man. Yeah, he's probably got so, visa issues. He has to get to uh, to be able to get there. I don't think he's there yet. I think it'll be Mike McKenna tonight. That's what I mean. I have to wait. If it's Mike yeah. McKenna, I'm, I'm taking the over and Detroit. <laughs> not a not a fan of McKenna, George. No, he's a little loose between I, the pipes, sir. <laughs> I mean, he's an. I mean, to say he's an average goaltender is being nice. Uh, you look at his numbers. Yeah. I mean, it's a small sample size. But he, was Ottawa, he was Ottawa's third or fourth stringer a while ago, wasn't he? McKenna? Ottawa, he was with Vancouver Hoover, for a little while, yeah. too. He's what, 3.99, 8.92 save percentage. That sucks. All right, that just sucks. And Bernie's numbers aren't much better, actually. 6.13 and 3, 3.37, 8.97. This game, assuming, I think it will be Bernier, because Howard played the, just about the entire game. He came out with seven seconds in overtime, so he played the entire game. It's back-to-back. I think it's Bernier versus McKenna. I, I don't think it could be much more high-scoring than yesterday. That was 6-5, but it wouldn't shock you if this is another barn burner tonight where we get a lot of goals here. If it's McKenna and Nett and not Hart, and I think it will be McKenna, because I don't think uh, Talbot's ready uh, yet, I- I'm going Detroit in the over. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to come back on the back-to-back to the team that lost. Detroit uh, showed a lot of guts in that game, and now they're at home. 6:05 uh, start. This is my game, George. Uh, this is the one I'm all in on. Uh, Buffalo versus New Jersey. Uh, the Sabres are laying 15 cents. Uh, line open up. Uh, New Jersey 105. It's now Buffalo minus 115. Uh, total six. I'm going to take the Sabres. This is going to be my play of the day. Um, I didn't like what I saw at home. Phil Housley calling out the team right now. They go into New Jersey. Corey uh, Schneider is probable for the Devils feeling good about themselves with a win against Minnesota. I don't think it's enough. I think Buffalo goes in there. I still think they're a better team than New Jersey and gets it done. I know saying Buffalo and New Jersey is one of the, like, to make it your top play is kind of crazy, but I really like the spot for the Sabres. I think they're going to get it done and win, and Schneider's going to struggle. Give me the Sabres tonight. Uh, basically a pick em price. I agree with everything you said. Everything. And I'm not touching the game. I don't trust the Sabres. Don't trust, I don't trust either one of these teams. I think the Sabres are sort of a team that's in every game, it seems like, which makes sense. That's what their record tells you they are. They played like crap against the Rangers. This should be a bounce-back game against really a bad Devils team. Schneider has been confirmed. He will start. We expect Hutton to start for a Buffalo after Allmark. I like that more now. The day. I told you I felt about Allmark. I basically, you, you talked about McKenna. I, I called Allmark every name in the book. I think that guy blows. So, uh, yeah, you give me Hutton. I, I'm not saying, uh, you know, EF Hutton there. 
there's uh, gonna gonna make your uh, financial investment safe by any stretch, George. But I'm telling you, I prefer Mr. Hutton in the net compared to Allmark. Is uh, yeah, this guy's off the mark, man. He blows like he was horrible, horrible, horrible against the New York Rangers. Boys, if you weren't off the Christmas card yesterday, uh, you certainly yeah, yeah. are off the Christmas card list today. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's, done, he's done. With, he's done with me. I'm done with him. Very simple. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's like, you just got to break up, man. You just got to you know break it up and move on. Uh, like I said, I'm not touching this game though. I, I just don't trust either team here. I'm going to go heavy on that Detroit game. I have a funny feeling because I think that's the game where uh, I say if McKenna, if it's McKenna versus Bernier. Of course, it'll be a one nothing. You know, the, the end. That's how that's how it'll be because that's how my luck goes. But I'm going to pick on that game quite a bit. I just don't trust the Sabres. And I don't trust the Devils. Schneider, hey, let's hear it with Corey Schneider. He finally got his first win I know. in I like over Corey a Schneider. year. A lot. I like him too, but I, I wonder if he's done. Yeah, you know what the sad thing is? I'm going to tell you something. Like, I know personally, like when I did uh, my uh, trip across the leagues, I, I talked to uh, the year I did it was the year I was the Vancouver Canucks versus uh, the Boston Bruins, George. So I got to see that team a lot and really got to talk to Corey Schneider. Really, really, really nice guy. Like, probably one of my favorite guys in the league. The problem is uh, the injuries and father time have caught up with him. It's kind of crazy. I remember we had Hainzer on when I think you were on too on Red Eating Rage. And at one point, remember, they were thinking, like, I thought Schneider was going to be better than Luongo. And I think a lot of people did too, but uh, it looks like uh, old Luongo, the veteran's even going to last uh, outlast the kid when he was there, because Schneider, yeah, he seems to be on his last legs. I really like the guy, but the party's over, I think. It's a shame. I mean, Schneider was really good. He was a really good goaltender. He's one of the best goalies in the league the, for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the injuries that have caught up to him. I mean, hey, maybe another offseason, maybe he'll rebound next year. But he doesn't look like the same goaltender he was. And speaking of Luongo, by the way, it was announced uh, just before our show started that uh, he has left the team for personal reasons. Don't know what those reasons are. You know, I have no idea, but he has left uh, the Panthers for personal reasons, which means James Reimer is in goal tonight against oh, yeah. the Canadians. My old friend James, yeah, James Reimer, 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 whatever you want to call him. Yeah, old Leafs goalie. Uh, Reimer's really weird, George. He's one of those guys he can stand on his head or, like, look awful. It's all or nothing with Reimer. He's one of those type of guys. And another play tonight, this one, uh, so we got the, the 705 game uh, rounding the end of the card here, Montreal at Florida. Um, yeah, Florida opened up as a uh, minus 135 favorite, still Staying stationary, 135. Uh, the total in this game, six flat, 10 cents either way on uh, on the over-under. Um, I love Montreal tonight. Uh, I, I think uh, it was a tough game for them to go into Tampa Bay. They played really, really well. They had a one nothing lead. The goal got disallowed. Tampa Bay took advantage of that. Now I'm thinking... Florida, Florida uh, swing. You get the back-to-back games. You lose the first. You win the second. I think Montreal is in a good spot to beat Florida, and I'm getting 25 cents. Sign me up with the Canadians. Battle of the backups tonight. I expect Niemi to be in goal Niemi, for yeah, Montreal. Niemi's probable, yep. Yeah, so as well here. So that's another game. I, uh, battle of the, I don't trust the backups. Not not as far as the game's concerned. I might like the over. You know, that's somewhere where I might go there. Canadians, you mentioned, they, that's in that, going into Tampa, that, that's tough. That is rough. They did play a good game there. You know, Tampa eventually, I think their depth just wore them out. Got a couple of goals. Kucherov scores. Uh, Gord's, Gord scores. And then it's all over. I think Tyler Johnson scored too, but they disallowed that goal for uh, goaltending interference, which I thought was questionable at best. But uh, either way, Tampa's the best team in hockey, so there's nothing wrong with losing to them. Panthers, are they're a mess. 
we keep hearing what they might trade Huberdeau in the offseason. They might trade Hoffman now. They they don't know what the hell they're doing. They just don't know here. Uh, if I had to, I'd probably go with Montreal as well. I think this is a game. I don't want to say a must win for them, but after losing yesterday, they want to get back on track here. But I'm leaning towards the over here more than I am the game itself. Once again, it's another one where I'll wait to make sure that price is not starting. And just kind of like uh, just to look at all the games here, I think uh, – you know, we're going to have some game picks definitely as the show goes on, George. But I'm looking. Rangers, Pittsburgh, total six and a half there. Um, I like the over. I'm, I'm almost looking at the over there. Uh, St. Louis, uh, Minnesota, we talked about five and a half. I could make a case for the over there, even with Bennington. Uh, Philadelphia, Detroit, you love the over there with two backup goalies, like a third stringer if McKenna starts. Uh, that's that's crazy. At Buffalo, the Devils, I could see some goals in that game with Schneider and Hutton. Yeah, it might, it might be, uh, we talk about the, the old grand salami right Right now, I think uh, we can have a lot of goals on this Sunday. So far, I'm almost looking at the over. If I were to bet over on every single game today, I think you're going to win more than you lose. I agree. You know, you know, I'm leaning towards the overs, uh, the over as well here. As far as all these games, the only one I think I wouldn't be positive about. I mean, you can make a case for every game. What if the Rangers can't score today? But it's against Casey to Smith, so I think goals are going to be put in. We already know that I believe the St. Louis-Minnesota game and Philadelphia-Detroit game go over. Buffalo uh, Devils, I say I don't trust them. That's not because I think even team can play defense. That's because I think both teams are It can be getting 6-5 game for I, uh, as far as I'm concerned here. But I don't think I'm going to touch that game. That game just scares me for some reason. Uh, Montreal, Florida, another back battle of the backups, which generally means you're going to get some goals scored here. Yep. And even the next game, we're going to talk about. My only problem is I think Washington's got to score a, a big part of these goals, but this is another game I'll be betting on tonight, but not the over-under. I'll be taking the Capitals. Yeah, let's go. Final game of the night, 9.05, late start Washington at Anaheim. Uh, yeah, this line, basically uh, we're looking at, uh, was it 66? It's up to 177, so the Capitals minus a buck 80 there. That's a lot of that's a lot of juice there, George. Um, does, what did we got? A total of five and a half. Five and a half in that game seems a little bit low. You can understand that. Uh, Anaheim, their last game, they got shut out by Boston. Uh, I got to believe since uh, Holtby's come back, he's been pretty good. He's been actually very, very solid for the Capitals. The guy is standing on his head, and this team, you know, you get the Stanley Cup hangover. They're starting to slowly get their uh, mojo back. Uh, I don't like uh, to lay 80 cents. It burned me last night with the Leafs in my parlays, but uh, this Washington team should be able to take care of business against the Ducks. Absolutely. Listen, the Ducks are done. I, I don't know who's playing goal for them tonight. Ryan Miller, Kevin Boyle, uh, and, you know, who knows? Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's the bottom line. It doesn't even matter who's playing goal for this team tonight. Uh, they've got issues all over the place. Cap, if the Capitals can't cover the goal and a half here, I mean, I know we're laying a lot. I understand that. But I, I feel I don't have a choice. I just don't have a choice. The Capitals, I know, are a much better team than Anaheim. Anaheim can't score. They just well, they scored one goal in the last two games now. Yeah. They just can't score goals here. And Washington can. That's the bottom line for me. Washington can. Um, so I, I'm laying the goal and a half. I'm taking them. Yeah, total five and a half there. Today, Washington should be able to get there. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm not even going to dick around with the total in this game. Uh, what about Washington uh, even on the puck line there, George, for a little more value? And we haven't talked about many of the puck lines, but minus one and a half plus 160. I kind of like that. I think they could win a you know a four to one, four to nothing, five to one type of hockey game there. That's kind of what the score I'm seeing, four, one, five, one. Uh, I agree. That's the exact score I have in my head. 4-1-5-1. It wouldn't even shock me to see it gets out of hand. It's Kevin Boyle, most likely Kevin Boyle in it. It's a nobody. I know he's had a uh, good game, but uh, he hasn't faced this kind of offense yet. 
You know, so uh, I, I like I like the Capitals in every which way, shape, or form tonight. How much money or how many units I'm going to put on this is all going to depend on how the rest of my day goes. You know, it really is. If I'm having a good day, this could be uh, one of the games uh, I've bet the highest on all season long. Yeah, this is this is basically George. You you know you you started off at Coles, and now you're now 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 you're in the vehicle. You're thinking about uh, did he go to Jared? You know you're updating from uh, the gold to diamonds basically uh, as your woman waits and cheers on the Washington Capitals. You've never seen your wife cheer for T.J. Oshie and Ovechkin so much because she she believes uh, you're upgrading from a, a nice smooth gold to diamond. It's always the truth though, right? It's not that I don't get to spend the money. You know, you know what I got last night out of all the things we did here? I said we went to Bath and Body Works, we went to BJ's, which is more grocery shop than anything else, and Coles. All right, she got her jewelry, she got a nice earring and uh, necklace set. She bought some things at Bath and Body Works. I don't even know what the hell these things are. They smell interesting. You know what I got? I got a pair of jeans from BJ's that were on sale. Okay, that's what I got. So you Yay so you're, me. You're kind of like me. You buy your uh, clothes in a grocery store. <laughs> BJ's is a big, they're a big lot store, you know, so they, they have everything. I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a uh, grocery store. They, uh, they, they sell TVs. Don't, I mean, they literally shame, sell George. everything. Don't, don't feel shame. Oh, I don't, I don't care. I don't know. No, the best is like, I, I've reached the point, like I remember when I was younger, you know, I'd like, you know, polo shirts and I had some like really nice duds. You know what I mean? Like I used to like really care about it. Now it's hilarious. I go into Costco and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to take a pair of jeans right there. Oh, $18. Sounds great. Do they fit? Oh yeah. Nice 40. Yeah. Yeah. Made for a big man. So yeah, I get, I get my jeans there and like they actually have like buffalo jeans and stuff for like $24.99 I'm like oh yeah track pants track pants $5.99 I'm in oh two pounds of spaghetti sauce sure why not hey I needed a jug of mayonnaise so like, <laughs> lo- lots of uh, lots of tuna fish sandwiches here so basically yeah I'm going in there and I'm like wow honey uh, we just dropped 270 bucks at Costco but I got four pairs of pants 10 pairs of socks three Joe boxer underwear like, you know what I mean like at least I get clothes with uh, my food purchases too it's a it's a win-win situation by the way, BJ's is Costco. They're they're the same thing. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, we have we we have Costco here too. BJ's is BJ's, BJ's the same exact great name. Thing. Great name. Hey, honey. Yeah, you, it's, it stands for Berkeley and Jensen, but every it, BJ's. I mean, it's even on the the boards there. But yeah, uh, I I grant that. I don't I don't think I ever would have named it that, mind you. Hey, honey, can I have a beat? No, I'm just not. Let's go to BJ's. <laughs> Prince. It's a great place to get everybody's happy at BJ's. Yeah. It's the best. They have, uh, you know how they have, like, you know, you know what the Yankees, they have, like, those uh, shirt vendors, George, like those guys that, they, that, you know, the Yankees logo is just a little bit off. They probably sell it, like, outside the stadium there. You get, that, like, the Yankee merchandise or, you know, Mickey Mantle, the, the frame stuff. Basically, these guys are selling nostalgia and all the other crap. It's funny. For the Blue Jays, it's like, we heart BJ's, and that's what it is. Like, And the organization just went absolutely. <laughs> nuts because this guy was making like this guy like I think he made like hundreds of thousands of dollars too. He said boxes and boxes of I Heart BJ shirts and they were flying all like, like yeah they were selling like hotcakes. Let's just say very popular item. Good for him. Make a buck man. Make Smart, a buck. Yeah. yeah you get a CD. Who does it? His, his hip hop CD and an I Heart BJ shirt. You can't, you, you, you can't lose when you go to the <laughs> ball game. <laughs> and it's truth in advertising. 
I don't know why am, anybody's am, complaining I, about this. Yeah, I aim to please Prince. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like this guy made a killing, and, and eventually, like the blue, the Blue Jay organization, it became like a huge story in Toronto. Like we got to shut this guy down. Like people weren't buying like re- regular Toronto Blue Jay shirts and stuff. The iHeart BJ guy was killing their merchandise deal, so they shut him down. Hey, eh? that's the that's the problem, George. They, a good man, just a nice entrepreneurial spirit there, and uh, the old the old man shuts him down when he's got a great thing going. No, this uh, honestly, I wish I thought of that idea. What a what a brainiac. It's a license Hell, so do I. <laughs> a couple hundred thousand, I'd be kind of happy with that. So once I go to Long Island, I'll shuck some shirts. I, I want to check this BJ's place out. It looks like I really uh, like walk out of there with six bags for like under ten bucks. Uh, good values at BJ's. Absolutely, that's Costco. Same thing. We have that here too. They're all the same. Yeah. Well, hey, after the break, more BJ talk and uh, DFS and betting talk with George Kurtz. I'm Cam Stewart. We get fantasy <laughs> update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you very much there, Prince. Sean Angle. I'd like to thank Sean for uh, holding down the fort today. I'm Cam Stewart along with George Kurtz. Weekend fantasy update here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We just went over the NHL board here. Lots of other things going on. I'll get you guys caught up uh, for all the people that are uh, betting golf right now. There's uh, very, very interesting things. These guys are already out in the golf course right now. Justin Thomas, they're trying to finish the third round, leading at 15 under, one of the favorites in the tournament. This kid's the real deal, 15 under through nine. Adam Scott lingering just two shots back at uh, 13. And he might not win the tournament, but... uh, George, great move by Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is, uh, uh, what is he, seven under on the day through 14 holes. So he's kicking ass. He's got the low round going, uh, moving up into the top 10, T9. I think he might be a little bit too far back, though. He's at eight under, seven behind uh, Justin Thomas. Tony Finau at eight under as well. Jordan Spieth, McElroy, they are eight shots back, T13. So interesting stuff. These guys on the course trying to finish the third round. And once they post odds for the fourth round, I'll go through a few uh, matchup bets in golf that we like today. These guys are trying to finish it up, but uh, it's President's Day, so I guess if there's any more problems, uh, we won't have a problem there, George. They can finish it up on Monday. That's why I guess there's a lot of uh, sports uh, later tonight. Uh, day off for a lot of people tomorrow. Yeah, most people, it's a federal holiday, so most people do have off tomorrow. I know me as a father of two, the kids are off, so I don't know if that's good or bad. When they're, at least when they go to school, I have yeah. six hours of freedom. That's the thing. Right. They're going to ask you. Daddy, Daddy, George, George, where, where, where do we do? Okay, nah. kids, you want to go to Dairy Queen or like, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing, George. You, you got to be a year in your man cave. You just want to watch a couple of games, but the, but the kids are going to be all over you there. You got you to take them to Chuck E. Cheese or something. Keep them busy. Oh, God, Chuck E. Cheese. If you want to get sick, go to Chuck E. Cheese, man. That's like germ central. No, no thank you there. But listen, my kids are what? Uh, I should know this, right? Their ages probably 8 and 12. They're 8 and 12, so they, you know, with their devices, Cam, I don't do anything. Uh, my oldest one's going to wake up. She'll want me to feed her. 
you know, give her something to eat. After that, she's going to go on her computer yeah. or on her iPhone and talk to her friends. You know, that's what they do. My youngest one uh, gets on uh, a computer and she talks to her cousin, uh, who's only lives a couple of minutes. Maybe I'll take it to her cousin and get rid of her. But uh, then they'll, they'll play Roblox or something like that. And Fortnite is always big and all this other crap yeah. I know nothing about. Yeah. I know nothing but, uh, about that, that's stuff. A, All they do is play their devices, and they'll, they'll leave me alone, really. Interesting, George. I'm just seeing some uh, reports over uh, talking a little bit about baseball. I know in the next few weeks we'll start to do maybe like a mock draft or uh, guys that we like and guys that we don't like as baseball season approaches. But uh, this has been brewing for a while. But Marcus Stroman, a big issue with the Jays, calling out the front office today, uh, wants a long-term deal. Uh, He's heard nothing. Uh, Now he's being, you know, he's talked about wanting to play here. I want to play here for a long time. I want to sign a long-term deal. I've been offered nothing, quote-unquote. So I don't know what the hell's going on with uh, Marcus Stroman. I know the Padres... We're a team that were in the mix earlier. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, the Yankees, they can do whatever they want. They go for some pitching depth there uh, with Marcus Stroman. You, know, you don't want to trade him in division, but it seems like this uh, issue with Stroman and the Blue Jays has been festering for years. And guy says he wants us to play here, but uh, these two sides have been butting heads for a long time. Yeah, I doubt he's getting traded to the Yankees because, once again, the Blue Jays wouldn't want to take yeah. the chance that Stroman figures it out with the Yankees. Exactly. I mean, Stroman... <laughs> He what he had a big year last year. He's an interesting guy. Like I don't know what to make of Strowman. Like uh, sorry to interrupt, George. He's just one of those guys that, you know, small frame. You know, like throws pretty hard for his size and stuff. But like it almost seems like the type of guy. Like over time, he'll break down. That's kind of the way I look at him. His delivery, his mechanics. Like I don't know what your take is, but uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best of uh, years for him last year. He got really emotional too. A lot of blow ups on on the hill. He's a fiery guy, but uh, it really got inside his head last year. Well, you mentioned he's a small guy. He's only 5'8", 5'8", 180. I mean, that's not generally conducive to a long pitching career, generally. Uh, obviously, there are some players who have done it, but generally it's not. So I think that's the issue here. If I'm the Blue Jays, I'm probably not giving him a long-term deal either. You know, not, Certainly at night at the last year, we only pitched 100 innings, 5.5 for ERA, 1.48 whip. So he's certainly got to do better than that. You know, and when you look at other things, his fastball velocity is down about a mile, one mile per hour over uh, f- from 2017. So there's some concerns about his long-term health here. I don't think I don't think this is a player who can bitch. So some players can bitch. I, I, I agree with you. It. I agree with you 100%. I'm a fan of uh, the Jays too, like you are the Yankees. I'm done with this guy's uh, nonsense. You know what I mean? It's absolutely ridiculous. Like he's always he's actually always from bitching. here. Yeah, hey, yeah. He's from the he's New York a, area. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's right. He's from the Long Island area. He's, he actually, his family only lives about a mile, uh, maybe 15 minutes away from me in Runk. Uh, I think in, was it Patchogue? I think in Patchogue. That's really one town south of uh, where I am. So uh, he's actually his family. Yeah, he's a fiery here, so guy. I, it works for him, but lately it's been working against him. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Bottom line is, I think before he can start to go play, he's got to put in a good year. And I, it doesn't have to be magical, but he's got to put in a good solid year, throw 200 innings or 160, 180 innings, make your 25, 28, 30 starts, and prove to the organization that you can, you can last. Right now, if, I have, if I'm Toronto, I have issues with this as well. Yeah, the Jays, and, and the thing about the Jays is, I, this is the way I look at the Strowman situation, is you're already rebuilding. What do we know about that division? Three teams are guaranteed better than you. Yankees are better than you. Boston's better than you. Rays are better than you. You might beat Baltimore. You'll come second last in that division. That's a must. If we want to rank them right now, we'll probably be, you know, hit it hit it right over the head there. I got to believe you. Uh, you know what I mean? If you can get anything for him, I, I would deal him. He's more of a headache now. I don't think. Also, pitching in that park, that's the thing people don't understand, too. You talk about the Yankee Stadium being a band box there.
there and like balls coming out. Like Rogers Center is one of like a top five hitter friendly park too. When it gets uh, sticky in the summer and stuff, that ball flies out of that place. It's a home run paradise. Like you hear about Great American Ballpark, you hear about Yankee Stadium, but uh, Rogers Center that's one of that's like top five places to to get like Stroman. He he gets he gets rocked there occasionally. Like regular, sorry, regularly. That's what I meant to say. Well, that's one. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the show before us, uh, Fantasy Sports today, we was discussing with uh, with Joe Galina about Hall of Fame, about whether CC Sabathia should be in the Hall of Fame. And then it got to Mike Lucina, and uh, I already said I wouldn't vote for the, I wouldn't have these guys in the Hall of Fame because in my mind they're not the greatest of the great. But that's another story. But one one thing I brought up was one area that I give Mike Lucina uh, a big plus in his whole career was pitched in the American League East. That's Yankee Stadium. That's Fenway Park. That's the Rogers Center. Camden Yards. Those are all. These are all band box where the ball I flies know. out of. Exactly. Yeah, tough, tough place to pitch it outside of Tampa Bay, where the ball just goes no. Maybe a little rafter in Tampa Bay or a speaker, worst stadium in freaking sports. But uh, you know, I do give those guys a plus. People don't realize. I think Rogers Center might be the best overall park in the American League. Maybe outside of Texas. Maybe Texas is better. But in the American League, it's a top two stadium overall. Where you know Fenway is really to left field, Yankee Stadium is the right field. Yeah, you know, we have the short porch and the, the the Green Monster. But Rogers Center, that ball flies out anywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, and every, I, I'm with you. So, yeah, Strowman it just seems to me he's more uh, of a headache than you know. I I wouldn't want to deal with him, and he's not he's not going to change anything for you. Like you know what I mean? Like if you can get anything for him. But anyway, know what the problem is too, George? He's one of those guys. He's a fan favorite. Like little kids like him because he gets fired up. He's He's just one of those guys because he's animated. I would say probably you know the most one, one of the most popular guys on the team. That, that that's another thing too. So if the organization's already getting reamed all the time about oh you let Encarnacion go, Batista, blah 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 blah. You know they talk about it. If they let Strowman go, then the, I could see the fans getting really upset. Even though it's probably a very very good move for the organization if you can get anything for him. But you know you don't want to release him. But uh, I don't think he's a game changer in, in any way. He'd pitch a hell of a lot better if he went to a National League team. No, everybody would, right? National League pitchers yeah. hits and weaker lineups. But I agree with you. I think for Toronto, as far as I'm concerned, about the whole, I don't want to say the whole organization. I don't know, I don't know their entire minor league uh, system here. But as far as the players that we do know about, the only player I think on Toronto that's unmovable, untradeable, is probably Guerrero. Everybody else, if I can get the right offer here, away you go. You're rebuilding. Whether you want to admit it or not, you're rebuilding. And really, who on that team is going to be just as good two, three years from now? I mean, all right, maybe Danny Jansen, you leave him a catch. Smoke, uh, he can go. Uh, anybody at second base can go. Shortstop is terrible there. I said, oh, Guerrero stays. Morales, McKinney, Pilar, right? I mean, all these guys can oh, go. God. And the pitching staff's the same exactly. way. Who on that pitching staff is a must-stay? Not one player. There's not one player other than Guerrero. That I, I I go okay. This guy has to say he's a part of our rebuild. He's going to make our team better in three years. Elden Guerrero Jr. Everybody else can move. Yep, I, I'm with you. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. He's going to be he's, he's the future of the franchise. People are going wild about him right now. And George, just another article. I know you guys are talking about some other things still with baseball. Um, Adam Wainwright chimed in today. It's funny. Adam Wainwright, um, one of my good buddies, uh, used to be his roommate. They pitched together, uh, I think it was for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. So I met Adam Wainwright once, a really nice guy, um, basically talking about um, Major League Baseball and the collective bargaining agreement once it runs its course. Uh, they said, and, and basically this is Wainwright's words in an article that just came out about it like an hour ago. He said, uh, unless something changes, 
there's going to be a strike 100%. I don't think anybody is hiding that. I'm just worried people are going to walk out mid-season. So we talked about baseball um, with the problems we're having with the long-term contracts, the Trevor Bauer story saying, hey, I'm going to invest in myself, one-year deals, try to get things done. Nobody signed yet. It's unbelievable stuff. We're getting more off-season news with the NFL and Flacco and Antonio Brown and basketball when the Super Bowl was on and still baseball, all minor signings. I think Adam Wainwright might be onto something. This is bad news. If you guys are baseball fans here, and George, I know you're involved in a lot of stuff. Uh, the, the future looks pretty bleak. Uh, this is a real, real concern right now. This looks very real. Oh, uh, you, you, you know me, Ken. I've been saying it for months. Yeah, I think it's I, worse. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if there's not some kind of work stoppage. Not this year, probably not next year, but after that, any anything pretty much goes here. Uh, listen, there's a lot of problems in baseball. The free agency stuff, you can deny it all you want. And some of it absolutely is uh, market correction and, and the analytics, but there's collusion. All right. Uh, the fact For that sure. every team, every team now has all of a sudden decided all at the same time not to spend big money. I mean, uh, come on. That, that, that's bull. That's that's bull crap. Uh, that's absolute bull crap. Uh, we know there's something going on here. Uh, it does look like Harper uh, is close to signing with Philadelphia. Maybe that'll get worked out, but that's not going to solve all the problems. It's not going to make everybody happy here. Uh, I mean, listen, I don't want to hear Wainwright say things like that because I, I really hope they do work it out. But I would be shocked. Shocked, I tell you, if uh, if there's not some kind of work stoppage as they fix or they try and fix free agency, they'll still screw it up, mind you. Whether it, uh, maybe it has to go down to four years instead of six years, maybe they'll get rid of it arbitration, whatever the hell it is. You know, they have to fix that. They have to. They also, I mean, for the game itself, the fact that speaking of Toronto, that we're not going to see Guerrero until probably mid-April, so they can get rid of the Super Two by holding him back a couple of weeks. That needs to be fixed too, because that makes no sense. That because you know you, you want to hold him back an extra year, you we. Don't get to see a play for the first couple of weeks. It hurts the team because you may lose. You might lose a game or two because you don't have Guerrero in the lineup. The fans want to see Guerrero. He's the only player that the fans are going to come to see in Toronto, right? So uh, that's silly too. The, uh, the pace of the play really has to be uh, fixed somewhat. Uh, whether or not you got to go to a pitch clock. Uh, hey, I want to get rid of the home plate umpire and go to Questec or Kazon or whatever the hell you want to call it. Get rid of that. That'll fe- uh, speed up the game somewhat. Uh, keep the bat. Keep the hitter's foot in the box. Stop taking a sabbatical down with third base line at the every pitch, all right, to think about I things. Agree. I don't need to see this. Yeah, we Get- just got over Nomar Garcia Parra in our oh. Now we got to deal with it again. The honest, honest to God, there is no athlete Hey, that guy used to enrage me. Like I would watch, I would watch baseball games, and I have smoke coming out my ears. Like that guy used to piss me off too. And then Raphael Betancourt there, it's a closer for Cleveland. I'm sitting there, throw a damn ball. Like that's the thing. I like baseball for its nuances, George, and it is a different game than than other sports. We talk about it. I love it, but yeah, like no clock, but still, it doesn't mean you have to dick around for hours and hours and do all these things just to, yeah, you know, to, to exactly. prolong things. Like get the ball, throw the ball. Let's go. I so mean, what do you think uh, about the umpire? You're saying so. Get, yeah, that, actually, that makes the most sense because uh, you still need guys on the line. Get get rid of the home plate umpire. That's the guy you need the least because well, he's the guy that screws it up. He he never. Oh, he's got a high strike zone. He's got a low strike zone. Oh, he likes right. the ball here. You know what? How about uh, you put the ball where it's supposed to be? A jerk. <laughs> the home plate umpire. The easiest way to fix a game in all, all sports is the home plate umpire, and they will do it for you because someone you, know, you mentioned. They, this guy has a high strike zone. This guy has a low strike zone. They all sit over the outside corner. 
which means they're guessing on the inside corner or vice versa, depending on where they're sitting, because they use the, uh, the chest protector now rather than the, uh, the old balloon protector. When they had the old balloon one back in the 70s and 80s, they sat middle over the catcher because they weren't worried about getting hit by a foul tip. Now they're trying to make sure the catcher takes uh, the hit and not them. They're guessing on one corner than the other. And then you, uh, some of these umpires have a strike zone the size of a cereal box. You know, some will tell you, well, you know, the veteran pitcher gets a bigger strike zone than the rookie. <laughs> yeah. Really? Where does it say that in the rule book? That this guy gets a 22-inch strike zone while the rookie gets a 12-inch strike zone. I hate the home plate umpire. Hate him. Because, and let's face it, the strike zone changes in the late innings. Whatever you had for the first six innings, seventh, eighth, and ninth, oh, that strike zone is going to be different then, too. You know, they're, sometimes they're afraid to call batters out. I mean, you go with Quest Echo K zone, it's the, it's the same for everybody then. You know, swing the bat. You'll have more bats being swung, so the games will go quicker there as well. You'll have less arguments with the home plate umpire, who's horrific as it is. And, this, and even for the umpire's union, the home plate umpire wouldn't lose his job because you'd still need someone to call plays at the plate. So he's, exactly. he's, he, he, he's just going to be bored now like they, like they are on the bases until the play happens there. Not much for him to do, but he still has to be there. So uh, I think this is a win-win yeah. for everybody. And I, yeah, yeah, listen, we, we've got it in tennis. He's like got a government got job, right, George? He, 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 he could go to he's, sleep for a while and then wake up. He's, he's got a no-show job now. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> it, was like, it was like me when I worked at the refinery. I used, to, I used to load wax, right? So it was hard. I used to climb under tank cars. I put this huge thing in. But once that got ju- done, like I put the big tube in the thing. And, yeah, basically, once the wax started to flow, I just, like, read the paper for there's nothing you can do. You just read the paper for f- five hours. Oh, okay, it's at the top. Turn off the valve, click, click, and we're done for the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was uh, had a lot of fantasy teams, and uh, yeah, usually I was a betting maniac back then when I when I used to load wax at the refinery. God, man, I was betting everything. <laughs> but I, I think that I think I that worked out of my mind as well. So get rid yeah. of the home plate umpire. He he can go. Yeah. So I, what do you I, think I, there's going to be a baseball uh, stoppage? You're thinking two years? You th- you're like right right after the collective agreement's over, these guys are, they're they're done. They had they, 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 they have to do something. I just really hope is it what Wainwright said that it's not midseason. That's what's scaring me the that's, most. That's the thing. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Absolutely yeah, good because, point. But that's when the players have the most leverage. Yeah, they do it in the offseason. No one cares. No one kicks. They assume you'll get it started again, or they assume okay, even if you missed the first couple of weeks of March and April, no big deal. It's freezing out anyway, so we'll play 140 game season instead of 162. You know, it'll be that that sort of thing there. But if they if they strike in July when there's nothing else going on, hockey's done, basketball's done, football's not here yet. That is when they have the most leverage. You'll get massive coverage, and that's always my biggest fear: is the play doing like the, what they did in '94. Same thing. Where that's that's also when baseball's done. You know, and I, that would be my biggest fear. Hopefully it doesn't come. Hopefully they can have, uh, you know, they can prevail here. But you and I discussed this in hockey where you get these owners, same thing in baseball. They think yeah. they're right, you're wrong, and everything. They'll get away with everything. And they're all, they're all stubborn and bullheaded. Uh, so it definitely worries me. I hate to say it, and I think a lot of sports are going down that down that road with the amount of money that's made and stuff. George, it's just going to be a different landscape moving into the future. Ownership versus players. I think we're going to have a, a whole lot more uh, work stoppages and problems moving forward. Would you agree with that? Like, I think it's going to be in all leagues. I mean, the problem is you get, like I said, the owners are bazillionaires, and they, they're always used to getting their way. The players believe they're always being treated unfairly. It's just a collision course, always. And no matter what the agreement is, one side's always unhappy afterwards. Yep, exactly. That's George Kurtz, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's hope Adam Wainwright's not right, because uh, we would like to see some baseball. But George brings up great points about the speed of play. Gas that home plate up. We got some picks. We'll go over the college board, PGA update, and a whole lot more. Weekend Fantasy Update, Stuart and Kurtz.